two best friends who love to chat Oh, what it's like to be an ant Those who ant Those who Hello, and thank you for listening to Those Who Ant, the podcast that helps you see the world through ant-colored glasses. I am Auntie Mags. I'm Aunt Pat. Oh, hi, Pat. Hi. Hello. What's what's going on over there? Oh, not a lot. You know, not a lot. Peryush, not a lot. Yeah. A very good morning to you. We don't often record this podcast in the morning. So. No, because I have a bad attitude in the morning, you know? <laughs> Well, I think you're great in the morning. I, you oh. know, we, we've been roommates and so we've, we've, you know, vacationed. Right. And I think you're delightful in the morning. I that's love an it. act. I mean, I love you, but that's an act, you know, by myself, all I do is contemplate. I'm like, why am I awake again? It becomes a whole, you know, what do you call it when you existential crisis, usually until about 2 oh, PM. I was going to say rigmarole, but yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And that both, it, yeah. it's both those. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you, you know, what gave me a lot of a sense of, um, M M Y and sense of yeah. Oh, the French word. That French word. Yeah, it gave me a a sense of the French word is Ennui. So I was I drove past. You know that ham place. You know the ham. Oh, the what? The honey baked ham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yum. Do you know that people are lined up out there for ham? They're lined up. Yeah. Now, I, (laughs) I, it hit me like a ton of bricks. There's a bunch of people waiting for hams. And I just thought. Did you feel like it was like Russia? Yeah. Well, now I do. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that before. You mean like when they had, when, you know, they see a pair of blue jeans and they follow you home or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a story I've heard. But yeah, it felt like Russia that that there was like, um, oh, there's not enough ham. But I, it also felt so American to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm owed this ham, and you could tell there was tension in people's eyes. You could see them shifting awkwardly. Like, what if yeah. I don't get my ham? Well, who, what will I tell yeah. them? You know. Um, uh-huh. And then I thought about you know the supply chain issues. Oh, I've heard of it. You think there's hams on boats coming here? I don't think so. I think I think the hams are. I, I mean, I have. To to hope they're American made and the pigs are grown, grown. <laughs> no, they definitely ground. Do you think they still make them with legs anymore? I don't know. Probably not. We probably we don't eat that it. part. They don't need that part, you know, yeah. and take off their brain because that's awful in the yeah. eyes because no one wants to look at a sad brainless creature with no legs. Yeah. There's a market in Cleveland, Ohio called the West Side Market. It's like world famous. They have like everything from every culture and it's so great. It's so much fun. And, but also horrifying because, you know, right. you go, you walk through it and there's like just heads of animals with the eyeballs mm-hmm. still in them. And yeah. you, you know, when you're a child, you're like, what? Hell is real. And it is this market. But then yeah. when you're an adult, you're like every culture matters and we should all get to see this. But you're a very scared child. But then when you're an adult, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lamb's head. Where's the dill pickle hummus? Right, right. You know. Oh, that sounds good. You know, I did have to get over that because you know what? You dumb dumb. And now I'm talking to myself. You know what? Talk to me like that too. I sometimes okay. I deserve it. Okay. Yeah. I tell you, that's exactly how I felt. People are eating this and then I turn around, you know, and I'm at a, um, a jack in the box or whatever. And then I think, oh, you idiot. You know, I'm not one of those mm-hmm. people. I'm not one of those, um, you know, slam bam comics that's saying, you know, I'm, it's okay to offend everybody. I'm just saying we're all all offensive. That's why 
we should travel more. And I'm back on my high horse. Yeah, get back up there. Let me give you a boost because you belong up there. Thank You're welcome. you. I, I, w- I will say this too. It's like, remember when we were talking to Chief and Chief misused the phrase, I don't want to yuck his yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is uh, a classic case of yucking somebody's yum. Right. If you go into a place like the West Side Market in Cleveland, beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and you are disgusted by what you see, you are yucking somebody's yum. Literally. That's they right. love it. It's part of their culture. Don't be a dick. And you've never tried it. How do you know? Right. You might love I mean, it. I know, you, I know you're talking to other yous, but yeah. that also applies to me because I've never tried somebody's head. I've never well, tried I to don't, eat a Well, head. I don't think that this doesn't apply to you. I know you, you too so well. Much. Yeah, of course. So you know oh. who I'd love to hear their take oh. on what we're talking about. Oh, I have a sinking feeling and, and a lifting feeling that I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who it is. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, but however you identify, please welcome to the podcast, Uncle Kiko. Kiko, hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh. Uh, it is so good to hear y'all again. Oh, it's so it's been are, it's been too long. It it's has. been it has been too long. Cobra yes. got us trapped like hens. Biden got us trapped up like hens. So it's nice oh. to be out. Well, Biden. I can't wait to unbox that. It's so great to hear you. By uh, the way, yeah. I love when you say y'all. I'm from I'm from the south. I love saying y'all. I, another thing I like saying is like what? Like it's it's one. It's kind of a cultural. What's that last one? What at, what? What's that, it, and what word is that? Caucasian. That's a yeah. Caucasian. Oh. oh, okay. I'm not okay. I'm trying to be politically correct. It's a Caucasian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can, hunky. You hunky. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one. That's that's one. The, that would be the one that's going to get you canceled now. That's going to oh. get you canceled now. Bing bong. Oh, best news. I have the best news ever for you, Kiko, which is almost nobody listens to this podcast. So yeah. you likely will not get canceled if you say something on this podcast. Except well. by us. We might cancel you. Oh, we have yeah, a, yeah, we have yeah. A, yeah, we kind of have a thing. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, there's already, it's incredible how much there is to unpack so so quickly in the sh- in the program. But yeah, let's, that's a record. Now, Kiko, you have ham around the holidays? You eating I, ham? I, well, we always had animals around the house. We were a big hmm. animal house. And so we actually had pigs we had hens we had cows and so yeah we had ham around the house we had it we had it all i mean grandma used to cook up a storm i'm talking about sure. hurricane katrina mm-hmm. she cooked no, I, she cooked up yeah what she cooked she up cooked a storm up. i'm talking hurricane katrina oh it's a metaphor oh, okay. okay i thought got I, it yeah it took me a second so when you say you had ham around the house you mean pigs that turned into ham I mean, pigs that turn into ham. It's you know, wow. it's a sad, it's sad a little bit, but you know, you it's a part of the circle of life. You know, that's just yeah. how it is. You know, the lions yeah, have it's to a, eat something. Yeah, it's a wheel of fortune. Yeah, lions. Uh, from what I learned from that movie, lions have to kill their own brothers and then their own uncles. Hmm. That's right. So, Kiko, now tell us. We should have said this up top. First of all, would you please like, subscribe, rate, review uh, this podcast? Secondly, um, you know, a thing that we were we were talking about is like meal, the Thanksgiving meal, getting ready to prepare. Now, I don't understand personally why people are lining up outside Honey Baked Ham before Thanksgiving. I always understood that ham was a Christmas dish, but I also am very Italian and we don't have ham on Thanksgiving. We have turkey, but I don't think that has to do with me being Italian. Right, right. No, we never had ham really uh, for Thanksgiving officially. Like they might put some bacon in the stuffing or something like that. You know what I mean? But we're not really. Ham, I feel like is a Christmas thing. That's That's how the Indians made it. So, I mean, that's just respecting the wishes of the Indians. They made ham at Christmas? 
They made ham. They made. I believe they made ham at Christmas, and they they that's what they did. They brought turkeys for Thanksgiving. They brought they brought the settlers ham for Christmas. That's how my grandma told me. Oh, they also gave them scabies. Uh, yeah. Wait, switch that. I don't think there's Native Americans. I think we maybe shouldn't say Indians. I don't think Native Americans gave anyone scabies. I oh, think no, I meant the pilgrims. Given... The pilgrims yeah. gave the aliens scabies, remember? Did you I call them aliens? Who? The pilgrims? <laughs> you said aliens. The original aliens were the pilgrims. Can you imagine yes. that long yeah. hair and that buckle coming at you? I would think something had landed. I wouldn't, not a boat, a spaceship. That's what yeah. I would have thought if I was an indigenous person here. And then, yeah. oh, muskets and buckles and, and weird hats. I would have been like, oh, no, uh-uh. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that they were. And then they got scabies. Yeah. And that's how, exactly how we'd be if aliens came to us right now. We would be like, what the hell? They would look yeah. completely strange. They might be trying to rescue us from our oh, planet. They that's might be my trying dream. to Right. Like like yeah. like in an underground railroad situation from from the, from this horrible place. But we might run away from them or attack them. That's true. Right? It's true. Now, Kiko, we've we have talked about aliens before on the podcast. And I got to say, you know, you sound like me a little bit because I'm excited. I want them to come, you know, a few, like months ago or whenever, because I can't tell what time or day it is ever anymore. There was articles about how. You know, the, 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 there were videos of, of UFOs. The Navy. The yeah, Navy, the Navy. Yeah, the Navy took them. Kiko, did you see that? And were you I excited? Were you excited? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, living in the country, you see UFOs sometimes. You see mm. spheres. You see things that you can't identify. You know what I mean? But I think a lot yeah. of people have those experiences because you think about, like, city people. They just see ghosts and stuff like that. They have right. they have their own visions. You think, you know, even on the California people that go to desert, they have visions and stuff like that. And they they think mm-hmm. that it's ancient you know mesopotamic gods and stuff like that it's the same kind of thing i think there's just things happening here and to me it's either people from the future or it's aliens oh god okay so now these people (gasps) from the future are they human american people or are they different country future people where are they coming from i think that explains because people talk about like why aliens they they why they wouldn't help us well because they're us idiot like oh. who would be so sadistic to sit there and watch some people just in pain and suffering? Us, only us, uh, right? Isn't it? Can't you? So, from a certain standpoint, it makes sense that it would be us, like a reality TV show. If that's happening, and I know a lot of people have that sense. That's it, it, us. It, it can't be. It's not. Alien. That's interesting. What if you saw yourself yeah, yeah. dressed better? You <gasps> mean it's? Oh, so it's not me. That's not what you're saying. It's not me. It's. It it's, might be. If it's invented in a lifetime, it could literally be us. I mean, I would watch myself. I know I would. And then you won't affect anything because then you'll change yourself. So you can't say anything or do anything, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh God. You could cause a ripple. You could cause a ripple in the space-time continuum. That's right. That's right. Or whatever. Or Yeah. I don't understand time travel movies. You know, the rules, what are they? And do they apply? Kind of. Yeah. You know, don't think about it too much is what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And also, Pat always says, you know, time is a flat circle and I never know what that means. Oh, it's something, you know. um, So is this like that? Yeah, I think so. Now, when I say time is a flat circle, 
I don't know what I mean, but I feel like it's a good catch-all. You know, someone says yeah. something and then you go, you know, if you're at a party and you're holding a glass of white wine in one hand and a little treat, you know, a little appetizer in the other, and someone says something you don't understand, but you had been nodding. And then you go, time while well, time is a flat circle. And then you walk off. Oh my God. That, that's that, that is exactly trick. the kind of situation is for. Like, I'll use it at like a gas station. Like if I can't think of like a polite joke to make to like the gas station attendant, you know what I mean? I might, you know, it'd be like, oh, another hot one. I'll say, yeah, time's a flat circle. I'm trying to get to the bathroom or something. So I'm really <laughs> just trying to be polite, but I'll just use that Matthew McConaughey. That was part of the McConaughey That was the McConaughey. That was the time period when he was at his heights and he's, he's just, he pops off the screen. Buick. Buick. Oh, Buick, I, I think I, I is not, <laughs> I don't huh? think that's the one. Buick. I think it's Lincoln. I think it's Lincoln. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I've, I have felt a hankering for a Buick in the past few years that I've never felt before. And I assumed it was because of him. You know, we talk about it a lot. That's some old patriarchy stuff. Me wanting a Buick. Why would anyone yeah. want a Buick? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing about Buicks. And this is really something that bothers me. There was a commercial that was like, is this your Buick? And then they'd be like, no, that's my Buick. And I don't understand what that meant. I don't understand the point of view. I don't understand why it got past the ad agency that created that commercial. Kiko, don't you think that that's part of advertising is to confuse you? Like, have you ever seen an ad for perfume and you're thinking, oh, I've, I hit my head or I have a gas leak because none of this can be happening but to sell perfume? What? Now, I think so. I did, Kiko, do you think that that Buick commercial falls under confuse, like distract, confuse so that later you can't sleep and you're like, what was, what did I, whose Buick is what, what? But, I, you know, I think part of it also is how do you sell a perfume? Like you can't smell it. You know, it's in a little bottle. Like it, it, it's kind of like, you know, you, you got to sell you got to sell it some kind of way. God, you're so Kiko. That's called being insightful, because I got to tell yeah. you, you just said you can't smell it. And boy, you, you hit the nail it. on the head because that's the whole enterprise. You yeah. can't smell it through the TV. Now, wait till five years from now when we're smelling everything through the TV. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to call you and be like, I wish you hadn't. No, oh God, listen, this is very real. There was a patent for something called smell vision Okay, so there was like all of this technology created to like time out the smells, right? So it was like released like in a, as a spray, as like a little spritz into the theater. But the movie was horrible. So the critics were like, this movie was bad. And these smells didn't make sense. So everything was bad. It was critically panned. But some of that technology does still exist because when you go to Walt Disney World, which, you know, I did work there, not trying to give away secrets. But when you go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland or whatever, and you, they, you smell things like when you go through Spaceship Earth, it does smell like Rome is burning when you get to that part in history. Right. That's why, like when you walk down Main Street, USA, it smells like ice cream and popcorn and cookies. Because they want you to feel that nostalgia. Wow, that makes me that makes me think about how. Have you ever been on a date before and you thought no, that well, no, for a while, no, it's oh, been well, a well, if you've been if you've ever been in, in a movie theater with somebody before and you thought that the good smell you're smelling was like the person next to you, it was like you know that was like them, and then you get out and you're like, no, that was someone else. That was someone else in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And, and weirdly, now that movie almost smells like that to me. Like I, I just remember that smell with the movie, and mm-hmm. I don't know, we know who to associate this with. Someone else was smelling. Good, it wasn't my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Now, Kika, this sounds like a very personal and very specific moment in time you're talking about. Do you remember? So you, it sounds like, now tell me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. You were on a date and you went to go see a movie. And if I'm right, would you tell us about that person and what the film was that you associate with the smell? The, fun- the smell. Yeah. What, what was the smell? Yeah, what was the smell? I, I, I was seeing Battlefield Earth in its oh. first release. I had waited to see it. Holy smokes. I didn't know anybody went to see that movie. Okay, I'm so excited. Go ahead. And I was there. You said first. First release. So this is first like release. Three. My father had brought me, and it was the <gasps> first time I had been to see a movie with my dad. Wait, I thought you said you were on a date, and the person with you is what he was you on a date with good. his dad. That's so cute. It's, it's a, a dad date. I don't it's know the, it, it is the South. South. Yeah, it's kind of. It, Say yeah. no more. So ba- basically, and, and 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 her dad was there too, of course. And oh, okay. And uh, they were just making sure they, you know, we were all good. And I could smell something. It smelled like cinnamon toast crunch. And it smelled so good. I thought it was her. And I was like, I cannot wait to kiss her. I bet she's going to taste like cinnamon toast crunch. And we got out. We went into we went into the, the unisex bathroom just to have mm-hmm. a little time for ourselves. Oh, dad's in there too? Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, okay. Lululu, family restroom, unisex restroom. And mm-hmm. we smooched. And guess what? She smelled, she's tasted like popcorn. That's not that bad because I like salty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was a letdown. Was it her yeah, dad? It was in yeah, I think it was probably yeah. her dad. I think her dad, I, her dad worked at at some kind of factory. I think he might even worked at a Kellogg's factory. So I think well, it was that close, you know. Boy, Battle that Creek. really, you really closed the loop on the logic of that. It sounds like probably that was it that he did. You know, he made cereal for a living. Uh, well, that's oh, interesting. So now, when you think of aliens, and now see, I've never seen this one. I, I'm I'm terrified. I've started to become very afraid of John uh, Revolta, and I have to tell you, I haven't seen this one. But this is about aliens and how is this. What is it? Is it about the cult? Is that what it's about? So you associate that with um, cinnamon cereal? Yeah. Well, what were we talking about? Yeah, it was it, it was the smelling, right? Yeah, the smell of vision. You're talking about the smell of vision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about smell vision and that was kind of my first experience with smell vision. I will say like Battlefield Earth, when I saw those little aliens, I, there was a kind of association with with cereal that was almost comforting. You know, and, and that, shout out to aliens. If you are going to come in, maybe pump some, maybe pump some good Ugh. smells in for us, and that might relax us. You know, I don't know. We talked about that. Crunch. Yeah, or or yeah. like like with Chief, we said balsam. If yeah. aliens smelled like balsam, I would open my arms and I would just say, "Take me away." If they, I'd be like, "Take me to wherever the, all this concentrated balsam smells coming from." Yeah. Okay, so what? So if balsam was the smell that, like, when they landed. Like you were like comforted by the smell. Okay. What would be the smell that would draw you into the ship itself? Because I'll tell you right now, if I am walking around and I smell my mother's spaghetti sauce cooking, I'm walking right into wherever that smells coming from. Or like, um, uh, burgers on the grill. Oh God, I'm so basic. I love burgers on the grill. Josie taught me that word basic. I think for me, it would have to be smelling. I, I think, I think I would, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to out myself as a pothead, but if I smelled like really a lot of marijuana that was unburned, it smelled like plants. And I was like on a street, I would be like, what? You know, I might follow that smell and, yeah. and, and I might be like, Hey, Maybe there's a shipment that, you know, I'm always had that imagination where it's like, maybe I'll, I'll chance upon like a mafia deal where someone's leaving money somewhere or drugs and I'll just get a whole bunch of money and drugs at once. And like, you know, I, that would, I, I, so I'd probably follow the marijuana smell. I've got, I've become a pothead in my older years. Would you do that thing like that? You remember that skunk that was a rapist? Would you do that thing where like a something would smell Pee-pee. good and it would lift him up and it would float? Yeah, you know, he would oh, follow yeah. the get smell. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Just riding the waves with smell. Yeah. Well, what about you, Pat? Well, first I want to say me too. Um, time's up, PP the skunk. And two, I would like to say CK1 because I have a lot of good memories about being just touched. The world's first unisex cologne and perfume. Yeah. Well, it worked on me. I'll tell you. I can't tell you how being many times touched. I... Yeah. Being just being... T- just human touch. Oh, a bunch of guys named like Brad and Chad and... Kevin, you know, it was, was it a Thad, a Shad. No, I didn't get to those. That oh, those didn't right. come to fruition. But you know, you remember yeah, that was a time when I just remember a lot of hands. You know, remember? Yeah. You, you know, when we were kids, you know, you date someone and you go to like an amusement park or whatever, and you're waiting in line, and you can just you're all over each other. You're just not like two tangled up octopuses, you know, and that's what I remember CK1 and you're grossing everybody else out, but you don't care because you're in your own planet because you're also of an age, but you're also with someone, your hormones are pumping, everything's happening. Your pores are open. It's pumping CK1. That's my final answer. That would be a great commercial, by the way. Now that, that would be, be a great commercial. <gasps> Yeah, right. It's better than like, oh, I looked, I looked longingly over a pier and then a giant orb appeared and the whole thing. You're right. This, yeah. Well, can I just say thank you? Cause that's just real. Maybe they should sell it in a more real way. Like, remember having octopus arms with somebody at the amusement park? That's what CK1 is. Take it or leave it. You know, what's funny is that I never did that because I was very afraid of, I mean, I've talked about my grandfather, uh, you know, in previous podcast episodes. My grandfather was a very intimidating man. So all my mother had to do, to scare the crap out of me growing up was to say this very real phrase that has proven itself true. She said, wherever you go, there's somebody there that knows your grandfather or that knows me. One time I had a boyfriend, my, this was like my, I'm trying to think what grade it was. We were watching a varsity football game and I was with my boyfriend at the time and in like, I must've been in like ninth to 10th grade and he tried to kiss me in public. We weren't under the bleachers. We were just in the stands. And I honest to God turned to that sweet boy who kissed me in that moment. And I said, are you trying to get us both killed? Yeah, it's real. And you want to know how it's real? Because I was not trying to brag, but I have been abroad and I was in uh, Belgium. You still are. Bragging oh. or yeah, no abroad. And I was. Uh, yeah. So I've only I've only been to a couple of places, I've, you know, whatever. But I but I was there and somebody came up to me afterwards and said, you look so familiar to me. And they said, you know, that last name sounds familiar. And uh, and I said, yeah. And they said, are you related to to Vince? That was my grandfather. And I said, oh, my God, yes. And so I was in Belgium when that happened. My right hand to God himself. You know, I'm an idiot and we have fun and we make it we make an impression wherever we go. But I've never been octopus arms with somebody. Oh, that makes me, me sad. You me never either. been? Keiko, not no. you neither? You no, had- when I was when I was in, in when I was in school, I remember I would have all these phone liaisons with all these different girls. Like I met different girls in band. And basically, like, they would, you know, and we would talk on the phone. And that's why you called it a phone liaison. And that's, that's why I called that's it that. That's why. Yeah, exactly. After school, I'd get home, and I would get a call from, like, Amber. Amber I talked with for hours and hours uh, and hours. That sounds like trouble. I've never known an, an Amber alert. that doesn't, yeah. Oh, an alert. That's right. Yeah. Girls named Amber. Now, I love you. If you're listening to the city, your name is named Amber. You're a lovely person. I'm just concerned about you because I feel like an Amber. Kiko, did this happen? Amber's always got something cooking. One little pot cooking on the stove, you know? Always. Yeah. Always. She, mm-hmm. You know, she, she ended up having her friend ask me out. And I said yes. And we dated for one school day. And at the end of the oh. day, I broke up with her because I wasn't oh. ready for that. Oh, yeah. You're not oh, ready for yeah. what Amber's putting down. Amber was yeah. putting down. She was, she was a clarinetist. 
She was putting it down hard. Oh, so, so you dated that. Amber. The friend asked you out for Amber. I thought she forced a friend to ask you out and you dated the friend for one whole school No, no, day. no. The friend was like, do you want to date Amber? And I was like, sure. I couldn't say no. I liked her. She was my friend. I talked to her every day. Like, I felt so bad. I was like, I, I like you. I'm not, I don't want to date you, but I like you so much. And I couldn't say no. So we dated for one day. And, it, and, uh, and I, she sent me a few notes over the day and then I broke uh, up with her at the end. And how I, long did it take you to get over that breakup? Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't, wanna, I don't want to be offensive if Amber's listening right now. It took uh, me some. I'll just say that. She's not. She's okay. not. No way. No way. She's we know off. all of our listeners right, by, by name. Time. It took no yeah. time. Oh. I was over oh. it already. You know, it's like that math. One time I had a therapist say, you know, the math of a breakup is half the amount of time that you were with the person. That's how long it takes to get over them. And I thought... What's the why? Yeah, that sucks because I mean, take it from me. Yeah. Okay. So you got over it. By the way, you had all the highs of the relationship. You had the notes and the whole thing. You know, and mm-hmm. and you know, leave them wanting more. The sh- true mm-hmm. of show business and maybe true of relationships. Leave them wanting more. Now, if you're the person yeah. on the receiving end of leave them wanting more, ew. but you know, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, Akiko, I got to tell you. Now, this is not a visual medium that we're doing right now, but I got to tell you. I can only assume with your beautiful Southern accent and you're gorgeous, okay, that you were yeah, just for you fending guys them not off. Listening, Kiko yeah. is gorgeous. Oh, for those of you not listening, Kiko is very <laughs> attractive. Oh yeah, if you're just if you're just sitting quietly um, near this podcast, let me tell you, good looking, okay. First of all, thank you for doing that because oh, sure. you know I. I I appreciate that. You know, I, especially with COVID, I haven't been able to get out much. It's been, it's a shock to my, uh, to, to, to how I normally live. You know what I mean? Uh, not to be able, I have to cover my face. Right. Um, uh, no, you know, thanks Biden. Um, uh, no, you know, it, that is not, has not really been the case. I think I've been, I've mediated that kind of, a uh, you know, benevolent beautific presence with, uh, with uh, my like just general nerdiness. And I think also, um, I think also I've lived in some real, real messed up little dingus, little butthole places. I believe it. I believe it. For those of you not listening, this is a gorgeous man who does not. And I know you can't smell. This person does not smell like a dingus butthole. He smells so good in real life, which yeah. actually reminds me. Uh, he's, it's, Kiko smells so good all the time. And I and but that reminds me of the very first time we met, because when we first met you, Kiko, you guys, uh, you guys got to hear the story because it, it was such a special encounter, such a special place and time for us. So, Kiko, would you mind telling everybody, you beautiful man, how we all met? Uh, well, I am, as a lot of people might know, I, I am a radio DJ for WDDW and I have been doing a radio show for about the last 20 years. And about 10 years ago, I got the idea uh, when my sister had her kids that maybe I would start having a camp for for, for the kids. Because, you know, sometimes some of these kids, they don't have, you know, they, they it's great to have more time with your uncles and aunts. So I started a sleepaway weekend camp. With, uh, complete with all kinds of activities that are non-phone based, ventriloquism, puppetry. Uh, we do improvisation. A lot of puppets. Lots a lot of, puppets. of puppet stuff. Lots of puppets. We got to get them off the screens, you know. And and, uh, and we got a lot of animals. A lot of animals. A lot of uh, training mm-hmm. with animals. And uh, uh, you know. And this year we're doing it out of the country. Uh, uh, we're doing it out of the country. We're going to Peru for this one. So this year huh. it's gonna be a big one. Yeah, yeah that is a big one. Yeah, it's a big wow. one. Yeah. 
Where did we go at the, at, the, at the side anymore? So we had to move out. We had to move to another side. That was just what, what, uh, what happened that, that yeah. made it so that you can't do it in Let's the States Peru. anymore. Yeah. One president Biden. I wouldn't want to do it here. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't want to uh, do it here anymore. Now I don't want to get into that right now, but okay. And then what's the second reason? The second reason is also because of some of the incidents with some of the animals. To be what, honest. Uh, oh, can you elaborate? No. Yeah. Can you elaborate on only the animal stuff, not the Biden stuff? Yeah, I can't get it. We had, let's just say we had several exotic animals that were for the kids to be able to explore and be able to spend time with. And there was an oh, incident no. with one of them. I can't Is this like Tiger King? They were exploring the animal. They were they were petting the animal. And mm. we had a whole kind of uh, paper mache situation where they were kind of supposed to be designing a mold of the animal. They were not supposed to really be touching the animal. I told them that. Mm. But then, unfortunately, they were. And unfortunately, mm. that caused a situation where the animal got a little scared, and oh. one of the one of the children did lose a finger. Well, oh, yeah, that'll not happen. The worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world because that yeah. happens on a farm. A lot of people don't know that that happens all the time on farm. If oh, you totally. A farmer who has all his fingers, he's not a real farmer. <gasps> yeah. that's oh, true. wow, that's a that's a that's colloquial a good point. Colloquial. That's a that's colloquial. a colonial woman. That's an old that's colonial a, woman. Woman. Yeah. yeah. So now I will say this, you know, we, we went to that, we went to a camp. That's how we met. And we, we had so much fun. There was so many activities. There was not a lot of downtime um, to just kind of hang out and kick it with your nieces, nephews, and siblings. Yeah. But, I was exhausted. It, yeah, was, we it was seemed so like tired. a lot of, yeah, like labor. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it, was, it did keep them occupied. They couldn't look at a screen because they were really busy bailing and and cleaning yeah. and, and um, you know, getting calluses. Right. And that's part of the experience. I think par- partially it's that and the kids hate it. They absolutely hate every second of it. Oh, I mean, for they, sure. Yeah. They yeah. Hate Without it. a doubt. They hate every second of it. But the point is that when when I like for when I was a kid, that's how things were. And I also think that there's a benefit to that. Like, look at me. I'm, I'm, I feel good. So to me, it's like, well, maybe that's good for you. A lot of these kids have anxiety. I've never had anxiety a day in my life. Oh, when I was a kid, I didn't even know what I, I didn't even know what, I mean, I may have had anxiety, but I didn't know what it was. And that was peaceful. You know, if I had anxiety and I didn't know what it was, I'd just be like, oh, I'm sure this is fleeting. And then you get to be an adult and you're like, nope, this is just the permanent way that you walk through life now. Yeah. I agree with you. You know what, Kiko, I got to give you a compliment. You're right. I was exhausted and it was a little bit scary um, when we got there because we were put to work immediately. And and, um, it was very, there was an overseer, but I have to tell you, you know, being that busy and that tired, your anxiety just goes right away because yeah. you don't have time. You're in survival mode. And we slept the entire four hours. We were allowed to sleep. We slept those whole four. That was so nice because, you know, Pat and I don't sleep very often. Um, so it was very it, it was it was as stressful and scary. And we were so, so tired at first. But then, you know, midday, you know, day two, you're, you're so hungry. You can't think about any of those things. Yeah. If you just if you're so tired, you can't think you're so hungry. You can't think you're so scared. You can't think. I got to tell you, I'm sure that like that's how you get belly fat, too, is this type of stress. But at least I slept. Oh, I slept those far. I slept like someone pushed me down. Well, they did. Well, yeah. I mean, like that, lights that, that's, out. That, that's mm-hmm. Ben. Yeah. Ben, ben, well, Ben, ben just handsome. making sure that everybody's. Uh, yeah, he's very handsome. He is a very handsome man. That's a Southern cowherd man, and he 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 makes sure everyone's sleeping. No, I appreciate all the. I appreciate it. I, I I think my whole methodology for that camp is, you know, you're gonna have fun in the. You're gonna have fun on Twitter. You're gonna have fun on Facebook. This isn't. This isn't for fun. This is for 
relationship building. I'm sure a lot of people tell me when they get out of there, they're, they're, they're very grateful that, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that they're a, that I'm letting them go mm-hmm. B that they are, that they got to spend so much time together. And basically, yeah. you know, and, 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 and I think, you know, it, it improves the relationship between the kids and their parents. Cause now they're, they're back home and they're, they're not on the plantation anymore. It's like, I thought I had a uh, stock of Channing syndrome, you know, cause yeah. when, yeah, when, when you let us go, you know, I was like, Oh, maybe I don't want to go. Even though that's what I've been dreaming about, you know, fleeing, yeah. escaping. Um, well, it was it was bonding, and you know Tina and Jeremy. You know, I, I could only bond so far with them um, because they don't like me. Um, but I think for others, it really went so great. You know, yeah, it's like I the mean, movie Speeding. Yeah. Oh, it is just like Speeding. Relationships started under that intense of a circumstance or whatever. But you know, for me, it was I only brought the oldest two because, by the grace of God, I I, I didn't bring the younger ones. Um. So so it was me, Joseph, and Frankie, and. You know, at night, um, they was, they was just huddled up next to me, just kind of, I was holding them and I was saying, I, I it's okay. I'm here. I'm here. Your aunt Pat's here. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. So, um, you know, that in that respect, it certainly brought us closer. Now, a thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't even know if you heard that you did this, but you slipped right into your DJ voice a moment ago. Your voice got real low. It got real radio. So I was just wondering, I know you don't like to do this on command, but would you do your radio? voice a little bit for everybody. All right. I'll bust it out. You know, you got to get a little low sometimes. WDDW. Waka, waka. We're back. The home of the big ball legal. Oh my God. I mean, it is the home. Now I just noticed something. Okay. Kiko. WWDW. You know, cause it's WDDW. W. Now, cause the tone of your, of your radio show is very um, blue. And so that might be something mm-hmm. you could lean into. WWDW. You know, W double D W because you guys do, you have all those boob sound effects, you know, that's might be something that's very on brand. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know they could make sounds like that, but you've got so many boob sound effects. Yeah. I have actually contributed a thousand new, completely new, (gasps) innovated boob sounds to the radio DJ Lex, uh, 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 library, which is, uh, yeah. Do you have one for boobs that are asymmetrical? You know what I mean? One's a little bit bigger than the other one. Do you have one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waka waka sideways. Oh, sideways. Sideways. It's true. Did you hear the part where he says, I still like him at the end? (gasps) He did. Oh, my God. That's why, you know, a lot of people, I think, hate your show. And they say, I'm offended. I hate it. It makes you feel bad. I wish, you know, like, oh, it's the decline of Western civilization. And I say, have fun. Have a little fun. Because I know him. I know Kiko. And he's such a great guy. And that's the exact energy that they're not catching. Like I didn't, which is, I still like them. Your boobs, one's bigger than the other one? Well, guess what? They still like them. They still work. Yeah. And I'm amazed, too, that you get away with Waka Waka, but I love it. I love that you do it. I I, I actually had, and this is true, I had Kimberly Crenshaw on my show, and she loved it. And also, I would consider myself feminist. I would also consider myself hmm. to, to I would consider myself to be very very a, a materialist about about feminism and I believe that women need to that we need to move the, the pen forward but at the same time yeah. boobs are boobs are boobs everyone likes boobs what yeah. are you telling me that we're telling what are we saying we don't like boobs now Bazinga! it's just a fun thing to mm. do and it's fun to do it about 30 times for 30 to 40 times an hour if you do that your show is going to be 
be more successful. That's just what the statistics say. Oh, Pat, no wonder, Wes, we don't have a successful show. Oh, right. Maybe I'll put some, I'll find some boob sounds because it just, you know what's so interesting, Keiko? When you say boob sounds and then you make them, I'm like, that's right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, you're like a Foley artist. Yeah, it truly is. (laughs) That was a boob boat. He did a boob boat, Pat. I love boob boat. Yeah, we had, when. yeah, oh, we had a friend on from Florida and boob boat, you know, you just totally get it. Now, my boobs have never made sounds like this, but I feel like if they could talk, this is what they would sound like. That is exactly how I approach it. I'm Kiko. trying to put myself in the mind of, 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 of a boob. Kiko, I hate to put you on the spot here. I really do. But if you had to do a boob sound for me and for Pat, would you do, would you do our own custom boob sounds? Now, keep in mind what I said earlier about asymmetrical breasts is true of one of us. Yeah, but you can't use that one again because that would already existed. All right. I'm going to do my best here. Let's try it. Uh, all right. Uh, Will you say which one's which? Or we could guess. We could also guess. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do one. Y'all guess. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, there it goes. Woo! Oh. Well, I don't want to guess before I hear the other one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's hear the other one. That's great. That's great. All right, good, the good other job. One, all right. The other one goes. All right, there. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, it's like looking in a mirror. I know my vote. It is. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Pat. That last one was me. The second one was me. I could tell because yeah. it's like my one of my boobs was trying to get off a horse and the other one never got on. All right, there. <laughs> See? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had a hunch the first one was me. That you was know what it. the problem is? I have such low self-esteem that hearing somebody get excited about my body, it threw me for a sec. I knew that first one was you because you walk into a room. I, you know, a very dear friend of mine used to say, um, TT, what was it? Uh, TTW. Tits to the wind. And that's what I think of with Megs, because you got you got pretty good, um, what do you call it, pasture. And so your tits do oh. go to the wind. I mean, forward. You know what I mean? In the yeah, same direction? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So you think they both go in the same direction? Thank you so much for that. Well, whatever you're doing underneath, you know, the magic show we're all doing underneath, it's pointing yeah. them directly in the same direction. You know what I mean? They point thank you forward. A follow, follow them. Mm. Yeah. Okay, God. Kiko. That's a that's a huge compliment. I give that to a lot of women I go on dates with. Your breasts are facing the same direction. Oh, I, and, and you they know what? love that. It's much better gr- than saying something yeah. like lame, like you know, I don't know, like I don't know, talking about someone's eyes. And by the way, we're all at an age where that is such a terrific compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're both facing the same way. And I just want to say, let's be open minded when we hear someone saying this. Now you don't have to, and you don't have to take it from strangers. But if you're on a date and someone says, you know what? They whispered to you, they're both going the same way. You know what? Take that, take that, and run with it, ladies. Give them a chance. Yeah, Come I mean, on. give them a chance if it feels comfortable for you. If it feels unwanted. Then mm-hmm. you don't have to take it. You don't. Okay, you know, you don't have to. Right. By the way, if you were listening to this podcast and you thought, I'm going to tell every boob I see that it's going the right way, you can see yourself out of this podcast because A, yeah. that would be lying. They're not all going the right way. And right. B, you don't get to walk up to people and talk about their boobs if you no. if they don't want you to. Right. It's just different strokes for different folks because I would love that. I'm just a different kind of person because I just need that little boost of self-esteem. Hey, they're going the same way. Thank you. You know, I just imagine if I was in a, you know, a romantic comedy and you're walking down the street and you're having a good day and I walk past like the grocer, you know, or whatever. They're going the same way. Hey, thanks, Terry. You know, that's... <laughs> But Terry and I are friends and he can say it, you know, we have a platonic relationship because he used to be friends with my dad, you know. That's how is that weird? Is, is that weird for you that your friend, your dad's friend just kind of talks about your boobs? Well, you see, no, not in this instance. No, it wouldn't. Well, yeah. OK, yeah. You know, now I can see like, it. Now I hear it. 
Now I hear it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. for a second, before you said that little piece of info about him being friends with your dad, it sounded a little bit to me like, there goes the baker with this tray, like always. You right. Know? And, I, and so I'm picturing you walking down the street and things are looking good. You know, they're going the right direction. You're following them. Yeah. And then somebody from like, the, you know, the grocer says something to you. And I, I'm like, oh, good morning, Belle. It's that. It's that right. energy. Right. Then when you add the strength. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That's how I see it. And then I did add a little bit too mustard, too much mustard to it by adding yeah. on my dad's friend. I guess, you know, I mean, if we're telling tales, you know, who among us hasn't had a little crush on one of your parents' friends where you're like, oh, if I was, you know, 30 years older. I, I had a, I had a neighbor that, that I had a huge crush. They were friends with my, my parents. And I, I just thought that she was so beautiful and she would suntan herself in the backyard. And I was just like, that is too much for me. I, I oh boy. You took me to a place. Now, I don't know where I grew up. But, yeah. you know, when I see people now, like I was in the car with Jose and she really, this is a real conversation I had with Jose and some of her friends. And they were talking about DILFs and MILFs. And my sister and I were in the car. And I just remember thinking there wasn't a DILF or a MILF in within eyeshot of, of me growing up. No offense to the people who raised my friends and classmates. No offense, but there wasn't a DILF that existed because I think that's Instagram culture. I think everything's got to be perfect and everybody's got to be a DILF. You know, and we're we're elves. We know that now. You know, we're ants. You know, I'd like to freak. Not me personally, but that's what it stands for. You know, we're elves. But I I think that it's a very different time right now. And there wasn't that person for me. Was was there a teacher or two I had my eye on? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But they didn't have kids. You know, when you say that, remember that movie, Cocooning? Mm -hmm. Remember? And you know how everyone was actually young? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Do you remember that, Kiko? You know, this feels like that where, you know, all the people in that film were like in their 40s or 50s, you know, and they were like, oh, we're so elderly. We're very close to death. And the reality is you weren't. I don't think Jessica Tandy was in her 40s. Uh, She'll never age to me. No, I have bad news, Pat. Hmm? Oh, no. The entire elderly cast of Cocoon is done. I can't the believe that. The entire cast? Wow. The elderly, the elderly cast. Yeah, no. the elderly cast. Oh, everybody elderly who played cast. an old person in Cocoon has now perished, and I'm so but, sorry to say that. Gutenberg's well, still alive. Well, I'll, yeah, but I do think people are taking either better care of themselves or there's too, you know a lot of pressure. Where people who are who are, you know, 50 now... You know, they, they look like, you know, the 50 then was uh, just put on a house coat already and get it over with. And right. now it's like, oh, well, everyone wants to think a bang grandma or whatever. Boy, is that something you don't hear enough? <laughs> you don't hear that enough. You might hear it, but you don't hear it enough. Gilfba. I, I feel like a it's grandma. grandma I like to think a bang. <laughs> Now that's crass what I said, but I, but that's the, that's the world we're living in. If you think that I can't just go out and say stuff like that, this culture's changed, you know, forward progress, but I can go out and I can talk to myself. I can go to the grocery store and be like, oh, grandma, I'd like to finger bang. And you know what? Only two people are going to turn around and only because they're like, oh, tell me more. You know what I mean? It's changed. I couldn't do that when I was a kid. No, no, you couldn't. You couldn't. And you know, we're all freer and better for it, except when we're not. Would this fly in the South, Kiko? Can I? I, I, you know, yeah, Kiko. What's it? What's the? What's the climate on? Yeah, um, grandma's. Uh, and, grandma's. You know, uh, digital I, sex. I, I just think it's kind of like a sexuality politics thing, where it's like it's just like a, a it's like a non like rational American thing, where it's like now instead since they since Hollywood made it so that people couldn't fuck old people now everybody needs to fuck old people now if i'm an old person who can get fucked now i'm somehow 
fucking like you know i'm rosa parks somehow like i i'm, oh. I'm representing wow. the cause here like i i'm not getting off the bus i'm getting railed and it's like i think that's a part of it i think it is like a weird politic thing wow you went down some avenues on that one kiko yeah you really made it. a statement yeah that mm-hmm. was bold and we respect you for that yeah. also i think too like you you know it's a combo of the two of them i think what you were saying and what pat is saying is that you know people were considered women specifically were always considered elderly if they were over 40 but now it's like i'm looking at you know pat i sent pat a picture of terry hatcher who is like i think 70 60. Um, no, I think she's in the 60s, I believe. And she's gorgeous. And our friend, my friend Lindsay uh, would also agree that Terry Hatch is gorgeous. If she listens, this is a shout out. Uh, because we do send each other pictures of, D- of Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher. Dean Kane, mm, huge disappointment. Right. Terry Hatcher, sweeping success story. She's gorgeous. Mm. And one of the best Lois Lanes ever to do the job. However, she's looking good. And people didn't, I swear to God, that was Golden Girls age, right? Right, Like in the 60s, it was like B. Arthur was uh, probably that old doing Golden Girls, if not younger. Right. And I think it is definitely a gendered experience, but I think it is gendered on the male side too, to be fair. Like I do think like, if you look at the people on Cheers, like, you know what I mean? Like they were in their thirties. Like now, if you were to be on a show like Cheers, you'd have to be chiseled. Like they would, there's no way they would let some of those people onto a show that was a main, you know, ma- mainstream comedy like that. That's so, right. And now you look at all the movies, like everybody's got to be fit. They have to take like, like synthetics or something and get there. You know what I mean? Otherwise uh-huh. you're not going to get cast. So I, I think it's just like a weird pressure of, of, of whatever's happening in Hollywood on both sides. And it's like, but to me, look, if we're fucking 90 year olds, that's not going to change things here in this right, country. That doesn't right. change shit. I, I, if, if, you know what I mean? If grandma's getting finger banged, that don't mean that grandma, the equal rights amendment was ratified yet. Feel me? Oh, so it's like, that put that on a t-shirt for when I march. That's true. That really sums it up. You know I, I thought mean? you were going to say, put that on my tombstone. I'm thrilled you didn't. The t-shirt I, we can do. It wouldn't be bad if that was on my headstone. You know, you ever think about, you know, my headstone is less about, you know, celebrating my life. It should be, you know, marching orders. Hey, you're walking through, you're reading headstones. One of them says, hey, get off your ass, vote, whatever. That would be a good oh, one. I would love that. Yeah, I would right? love that. Yeah. I like a call to action at the cemetery. I really do. I don't, yeah, if you think about it, why do we do headstones the way we do? Like, I don't right. really honestly care how old you were. I'll be honest. Oh, it's like, true. It's I, true. Because you either go, oh, good long eight. life, or you go, oh, God. Oh, God. Well, and right. age ain't nothing but a number. And no more. They don't mm-hmm. tell you anymore. They will be like 13, but they don't tell you how they died. That's what I want to see. <gasps> how oh, they you want to know how people died. Oh, oh. You know, if it's a young age, I think I do. I want to see. I yeah. want to see bub- bubonic plague or whatever. Oh, my God. That would be terrific. You know, I, Kiko, people keep saying, people keep not getting vaccines. I feel like we're going to see that one a lot. Yeah, more. don't worry. We'll see it. You know, I got to tell you. That's the one thing that they should put in every obituary because, you know, the drama, what people are here for is the reason. You know, these obituaries, like, yes, they had children, they had grandchildren or whatever, survived by X, I, and Z. Tell me how it went down. You know, well, just jazz them one, up a little bit. You know, the ju- the newspaper business is in trouble. Start putting cause of death in obituaries. Unless, okay, so here's the thing. I agree. I understand what you're saying. But if there's a, if it's a sensitive subject for the family, they might not want to do that. So my well, make up something fun. Right. My suggestion then is you either A, give a real fun way to go, you know, like they died doing what they loved, fighting off shocks, right. you know, give them a good, give them a good one. Right. Or 
you have to, by law, release the most scandalous piece of gossip about that person Ugh. that's true. So I'm we all you. get to know, for real, did this really happen? Because we yeah. all were talking about it. Right. And then, you know, they die and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sad to hear that. And he did sleep with the butcher. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, Thank you. you know, part of the problem is these funeral homes are, have you ever met the people running these fucking places? Oh, a oh couple yeah. Well, times. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. So we got people in the family. Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Keep going. I don't it's know, just the some... thing. It's like fish stores and funeral homes. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll say I don't, no offense to your family because I'm sure they run a great funeral home, but sometimes I'm taken. They, they, they're taking insurance money. People die and they're getting the $7,000 regardless. Okay. So they're charging seven k for a fucking funeral in the first place. First of all, if I'm burying my grandma, don't you think she would have liked to have a $7,000 party at some point when she was alive? You feel me? Yeah. If we're going to throw a $7,000 party, why are we waiting until she's dead? I would like people to throw my $7,000 party now because I can tell you what, I've only had a $500 party so far. Oh, Max. I bet it was fun though. It was yeah. great. No, it was great. I, I just want to take it to that next level. And then the other thing about the obituary thing is you, you got the funeral home people. Now they're getting the 7K. They're guaranteed. They are only people with the fucking oven to burn people because you can't use your normal oven. So now, why is oven. that? What, because it's not big enough? I don't think it's big enough I think or it's big hot enough. enough. And then oh. what? You got to use the oven again? Wow. You can't is, oh, do is, that. Is that why Italians use funeral homes? Because it's like a pizza oven? They they had yep. the pizza ovens first? That's why yep. they're so good at it. That must be, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they're not writing in. They're not going to put the scandalous stuff because honestly, they don't have to. They're, they're, they're the best paid riders in the country. If I'm at a funeral home riding an obituary, I'm getting seven thousand, what, probably getting $1,000 for my cut for riding an obituary somewhere. I don't even know. Man. That's more per word than fucking Herman Melville was getting. I mean, give me a break, right? There's no well, incentive I for think, them to make it interesting. I think you might be misguided about who actually writes the obituaries. Every other thing I think is right. But I, I think the family members just have to send it into a paper. So I think you're a little bit uh, under the wrong impression on that one. And usually the cast gets everything. Those things are where the expenditure comes in, which I completely agree with you. I'm also going to say, and Pat knows this because I'm going to die before her. My funeral will be a potty. It will be a party. I want it to be, I want people laughing and having a good time. Pat, you are in charge. I want you to tell every embarrassing story you can think of. Let the people laugh. You laugh. I'm worried about you. I'm already oh, gone. Oh, we're going to have a great time. I promise. Okay. Oh, that know, is make the sure truth. the kids are having fun. I want the kids to have a good time. Everyone's going to have a blast. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, I don't want to be yeah. laying down. Sit me okay. up. I'll sit you up. You know what? Thank I'll do you. something fun. Like you're on a ladder, you know? Oh. Yeah. Cause you could, we could do like, we could even move you around. I don't know how rigor mortis works. Um, well, but, they're going to have to pose me into like one specific you position. Do it fast. You got to but pose it make fast. it a versatile one. Oh, so yeah. if I'm like on the ladder, reaching for something, then it could be different like things. a little bit later, turn me into lady Liberty. Oh and yeah. Then, I'll little, put a cape on you and it's yes, Superman. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Do, mm-hmm. do that one at the very, that, let that be the last one. It will be. You can okay. do costume changes and you're free. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then do one of them. I'm doing a layup. Okay. Sure. Uh, this but this um, pose works so good. That's a that's good the one. Thing. That I'm was your idea. You. you said put me on a ladder. I'm yeah. saying I'm on this ladder to start. I'm reaching for something. Then next thing you know, I'm wearing a Sue Bird jersey, the love of my life, and I'm right. doing a layup. Now, I got to tell you, Uncle Kiko. This is where the 7,000 comes in because I'm not changing. Someone's got to change their clothes over and yeah, over no, and over no, again. No, no, no. 
Right. The only time Pat is to, is to see me if I like, if God forbid I die when I'm in the shower, cause that's my greatest fear. Pat has to come over and put clothes on me before anybody is called. Right. That's it. And then you've done your job and then you're done. The rest yeah. is up to you for partying. I still think that is kind of, a, it's an aesthetic thing. Like I get it. Like, okay, it's a dead body. But at a certain point, like when well, you grow up on a farm, you're used to dead bodies, right? You, mm. You're in a funeral home. You get used to it. So then I'm still paying you $7,000. You're used to it, man. This is your job. Now you, you see, like, now yeah. what was your farm like? I think that's yeah. what you were going to say, Pat. Yeah. What? Because you have missing appendages. We've got dead bodies left and right. I'm starting to think it was like Jonestown and I'm a little nervous. Uh, I'm not familiar with Jonestown, but yo, it, don't look into it. it. Was awful. yeah, don't look into it. Tell me what yeah. yours was like. It was a, it was a, it, I loved it. It was honestly like if you imagine like something like from like an old story from 19th century or what you imagine the perfect farmhouse was, that was basically my life. Like we had, we spent every holiday together. We had every dinner together. I, I, I got to spend a good amount of time with my father. Like I said, we, we got off the farm sometime, like you know, and. uh you know, uh, they were they were they were from a different generation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They would do all well. If they were from the nineteenth the century, then yeah, they definitely were. Yeah, yeah they for were sure. Older. They were old. They mm-hmm. were much oh. older. We would mm-hmm. play all kinds of fun games like Iron Rings. Like mm-hmm. we would we would play a game called Iron Rings. You ever play that? Oh, no. I don't believe so. Oh, unless I, I know so. it is something else like Monopoly. Yeah. What is Iron Wait, Rings? What is that? Yeah, you get these heavy iron rings, and then you got to stand mm-hmm. by a tree. And then basically your dad and your mom will throw the ring and they hit mm-hmm. above the tree and, and the iron ring will drop either. it either And if it gets around your neck, that's a point for uh-uh. mom or dad. No. Um, now, why didn't you guys just play horseshoes and then nobody had a massive head injury? Oh, well, I, I, that's just the, that's culture. I don't. Okay. okay. That's farm life. Okay. Hey, that's farm life. And I'm not there to, you know, I, I didn't, wasn't oh, raised yeah. on a farm. You know, you know better than me. Right. It was fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you remember it that way because it sounds that, yeah. scary. Yeah, scary. Yeah. Is that where some of the bodies came from? Yeah. Is that why you handled a lot of corpses? Mm-hmm. We had, we had, well, you know, on the farmland, there are not really any funeral homes. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not I, directly I, I, on the farm. No. You know, my dad, I believe he ran, I believe he ran some kind of part time service and he had a lot of bodies that he would bring by and, oh, uh, boy. and, and yeah, well, it was it was a part time service for the farm for the farm community, and uh, you know uh, he would treat them, and he would uh, you know make sure treat they, them, treat them. Yeah, what does that and mean? Like what an egg wash? What yeah. what what specifically? What kind of culture are we talking about? Because you know there there is a Jewish, I think it's Jewish, where it's like you egg wash. You egg wash? Yeah. You mean you mean baste them in an egg? I don't think you baste them. I think you just kind of do like a brush over, like to make you know, them when glossy. You're you make make a hand. Oh, sure. Now, hand. this might be very offensive to any Jewish. You know what? But it's <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say, you know, let's let's be clear on this one, because you know what? A lot of awful people would say, oh, I knew the Jews were doing egg washes on people like a giant soft pretzel. And I don't want to, you know, now if they are doing it good for them, that's a great tradition, just like Kiko's traditions. Yeah, oh. absolutely. And so, yeah, he would treat the bodies. I mean, sometimes he would take off parts of the bodies because he would keep little souvenirs just to remind oh. the things by. And mm. sometimes they would have him, you know, just, you know, but they would, they, he would make them look real nice, make sure they're smiling. He'd pull the strings up, tie the strings with the hooks, oh, right. make sure he'd get the strings of the hooks tied around the ears and make sure they're, they're nice and happy. Um, when you say that your father would um, keep, I think you said souvenirs. What what parts of the body are we talking about? He had, I think he had a couple of fingers. He um, had a necklace with an ear, I believe. One a one eared necklace. Now I've heard of an ear necklace 
but it had tons of ears on it. So this is just one. This is one ear. Yeah, it had okay. a cross and an ear. You know, I'm going to say something. We're all different. And just like we said earlier, you know, Mags and I talking about ham. Now we might say, oh no, I can't believe Uncle Kiko's father kept parts of bodies as souvenirs because the town didn't have a funeral home. So he had to treat them and bring them and bury them on the farm. And that's okay. I think we can all have an initial reaction that is, what? Now I'm going to say, these people are dead. You can't hurt them anymore. So if... Kiko's dad has taken parts and that's the payment for his services rendered. So be it. So be it. So if you, excuse me, if you're listening to this and your initial reaction is, oh, this is wrong. I can't keep listening and supporting this. You can see yourself out and then come back after this. And I don't know, but, but give it a chance, right? Give it a chance. Yeah. He was a good guy. He was, he was very funny. He made, he I made bet. a lot of jokes. He was funny. Oh, he would always call me a little oh. shorty. Little, you, say, oh. you little dumbass shorty, get over here. Come oh. pick, pick up the ashes out of the fire and put them in this cup. I'd be like, why? He'd oh. be like, because you're a little dumbass shorty. Get over here. Oh, because were those the cremaniums? Yeah. Those were they, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would help them. Cremaniums? Yeah, the crematories. Oh, well, boy, we had some weird traditions around my house, too. I could tell you that much for sure. We could all share stories. Well, let me ask you this. Now, Kiko, I think a most biggest commonality is the fact we love being anting, uncling, a niece's, nephews, and nibblings. Take us to your happy place. Take us to your niece's, nephews, and nibblings. Hold on. Before you do that, I just got a text back with Joe because I was like, how did I get this so wrong? Okay. But here's the thing. She texted me back. So, um, there's a, there's a cleansing ritual after a, a person who is Jewish, very, I think it's a very strict version of Jewish. Uh, so the table's tilted back into a flat position after the body is washed and pured, and then the body is dried. In some communities, a mixture of raw egg, wine, and vinegar is dabbed onto the chest, arms, and hands. So thank you very much. I was so worried that I said something horribly offensive, but in reality, it's very real. And thank oh. you. I found it. I'm not a bad person. And I bet those things make for a wonderful mask. Like you think of those things, it's really going to do a little yeah. exfoliating and tightening of your pores. Oh, by the yeah. way, sign me up for that. Sign me up for okay. that. Okay. Well, somebody else will have to do it. I'll be dead before you. That's okay. Great. So take us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces, nephews, and nibblings. Well, my, I, I'm, I just think about, I think about me and Tiki and Nikki. That's their names. And we, that's my sister's little kids. They're real, real cute little guys. We, we, we go on about one trip a year and, uh, my happy place got to be um got to be Peru got to be uh got to be uh spending some time on the farm down there and, and really just getting up or you know getting up real early and and spending all day digging d- ditches and stuff like that and uh and and uh you know getting a little bit of lunch getting a slice of an apple and then heading right back in and uh and uh you know me and them just getting to share and bond stories and, and that, you know, them t- telling me, let's go back, let's leave. And uh, me being like, not, nah, this is the lesson. And, and eventually I think they're going to get it. Wow. Now, how did Peru come into the picture? Because maybe I missed that when I was waiting for Josie to text me back, but, but how did Peru come into the picture in the first place? Peru has a very amazing uh, amount of exotic animals that are natural to it. So already it was kind of desirable from my standpoint, because it's like, there's a lot of animals and animals are a big part of just what's important to me. And, uh, and they have very, mm. very lax child labor laws. So, oh. They, oh, and technically mm. some of the things that technically some of the camp activities are according to some of the statutes 
fall under some child labor laws just because yeah. of how long, how many hours that they're working. Oh, okay. That, totally. Totally. And you know what? I didn't even say this before. And I, I, I forgot because we, 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 I feel like, you know, there's so much going on. We always have so much fun. You know, it, we didn't paint the, the fullest picture of when we met because we talked about the camp, you know, that's for aunts, uncles, ungendered, uh, you know, care, carers, lovers of kids, but in a good way. And we, you know, we didn't talk about when we hit it off because a lot of this I'm sure is confusing to people because Pat and I do not like to work that much. Not like that. You know, no, we don't not like, like manual that. labor. No, no. I don't like manual labor. I will love to come over and put up somebody's Christmas tree and their lights and do their decorations. I love that. I'll help somebody clean after a potty. I love to clean, you know that about me, but I don't love manual labor. So would you Digging explain? Digging latrines. Oh yeah. Oh, especially I don't like to dig latrines. Yeah. So would you explain Kiko, the moment where we all knew we were going to be friends for life and like when everything turned for the better? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember that you had come up to me and you were crying, I believe, or it was sweat. I couldn't tell. And now which uh, one? Cause we were both crying. Oh, that, that, that was, that, that was you. No, sorry, Matt. Yeah. yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. No, just you just sure. went to me, you were crying and, uh, you were basically, I think essentially begging me to let you have a drink of water. And I was basically saying, yeah. because it was, it was, it was dehydration hour. So I was saying, I can't really do that because that's just not, that's what, that's part of this character building stuff we're doing right now yeah yeah and it's not fair because i was i didn't give any water to anyone else so basically i remember you You didn't i had to drink out of a puddle and i got beaver fever yeah you got beaver fever so bad she had to sleep on the toilet she had to sleep on the toilet for three days yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, and then basically, I believe what happened was I started singing a song to you. I believe I started singing Amazing Grace to you. And you said you were saying, why are you singing? Stop singing. Yep. You're not listening to me. Give me the water. Yeah. And I just was singing Amazing Grace. And you started singing with me. Well, yeah, I do have that thing about me where I, if I know the words, I got to sing it. Pat knows that all too well. And you She's always that? trying to harmonize, sometimes with alarms and sirens, too. She loves us. Yeah. Yeah. Got a wonderful voice. And, and oh, there's something gosh. about that with Brett taking it. And, and you remember what happened then? Yes, out. Right. And and at that moment, I knew that I had to get, I had to get you an IV. But I also knew that I that you you tried. You tried so hard that you literally had gone till you passed out. And I turned around to all the kids and I said, everybody keep doing what you're doing. Don't look at me. But I want you to know what just happened here. One of the wonderful people who brought you here, they tried so hard that they just passed out. That That woman loves you. By the way... So much of camp was don't look at me, but listen, that's your radio coming out. Yeah. You know that old thing right. that sometimes mean adults would say, which is children should be seen and not heard. Well, Uncle Kiko should be heard and never seen, except you're so handsome. It's such a loss. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the, what Christ has, Christ betrayed me with that. And that's just how I am. There you go. Yeah. I have to say, you know, there's different kinds of relationships. Like I said, this might be Stacker Channing syndrome because, you know, when I was there, I don't remember feeling warm feelings towards you. You know, and afterward, when you reached out, you know, and you were like, oh, please, comments are welcome. And I just mm-hmm. wrote the most glowing review. You know, they, they say like childbirth, which I've never experienced, is you just forget the bad and you just, you're so grateful. I did. After the beaver fever and not eating, I dropped about 18 pounds. I felt yeah. light as a feather. Yeah. And now, listen, we're not saying that weight should be directly proportionate to happiness, but it did, it did wonders for Pat. She was so happy. Oh, I just felt light, you know, and it yeah. turns out I had a very bad electrolyte imbalance that made me feel euphoric. And I did have to have that treated, but, and oh, the God, yeah. Yeah. I was bottle feeding Pat 
Pedialyte for three weeks. She held three me. Three weeks. She held me. Oh, here's a tip also. If you want to slow down your drinking, buy a baby bottle. You're going to spend so much time and effort getting it out of there. Yeah. The mm-hmm. hole is smaller. You even tried to cheat a little bit. You were like, cut the tip off. And I said, yeah. no. You said no. They told me They told me that these electrolytes had to be administered at a very slow pace or you would go into shock. But see, we, you know, I, I list all these things and I say, that doesn't sound good. But man, did we have a time. I'll never forget it. It's like burned in my brain because my fever was so high, I think. Yeah, it literally yeah. was burned in there. And, yeah. you know, that's one of those things where you don't always recognize the benefit of doing something while you're there, you know, right. hindsight's 2020. 20. And so, but so, you know, when Pat and I finally, when she finally was a, a little bit more awake, you know, I, you were not that you weren't fun when you were in that slight coma, but you, but you know, well, once you came to, we started talking, we got even closer. We got even closer. You know, Pat and I have always considered ourselves best friends, the very best of friends. And then after that, we became sisters. <laughs> Bazinga. That's the whole point. That's why, that is exactly why I do what I do. But I I think it does go back to some of this stuff. Like you think about the Buddha, the Buddha Mm -hmm. starved himself. He Mm -hmm. didn't eat for, for, for weeks. The Buddha, Mm -hmm. the Buddha. The Buddha. And so if we're, if we're, you know, if we're trying to go and and have some kind of experience, that's going to make us better. We have to really kind of use some of the examples that we have. Jesus Christ, what happened to him? He took him a lot to be a good guy. Hmm. I don't know that story that good, I guess. I think I do, but it's different than I think the one you think. I think he was born a good guy. I think he was always a good guy. Like that's the whole thing about him is that he was a cool dude. Maybe farm Jesus started out. Oh, was was he different on the farm? Well, the Jesus that we were, I was raised with my grandma. He was a bad dude. He was a real bad dude until he was crucified. And then he came back and he was cool. So in your farm, Jesus teachings, he was mean and then he died. And that taught him the lesson. Exactly. Everything that Jesus did, farm Jesus did the opposite. Farm Jesus turned all the alcohol to gross water. Hmm. This when you is say very gross different. water, yeah. yeah. When you say yeah. gross water, do you mean like normal, just water, or do you mean like beaver fever water? Like, yeah, puddle water. Yeah, puddle water. That's what they, you know, and uh, different different pastors would kind of go on riffs in different ways, but it's always gross water, and it's mm-hmm. always going to make you sick. What do you mm-hmm. do with bread? He 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 ate it all. He ate oh, it all right in front of you. And if there was <gasps> only one, Jesus. if there was only one piece, he would take it and he would eat it. Faster than anyone could have a, could finish it. Oh, oh I like I like regular Jesus. You know, way yeah. better. Oh, city, no offense. City no Jesus? offense. Isn't religion wild? Now, Kiko, I'm imagining that your Bible doesn't look like the regular Bibles. You know what I mean? The ones yeah. you see in hotels and churches. What it's is it? Thought, just that almanac? Yeah. Is it the, oh, is it the weather almanac? And then they just slip in some Jesus stuff. That that you know, my grandma actually wrote her own type of Bible. It was only 13 pages long. Oh, good. And it's just about farm Jesus going around. It's short. It's so much easier mm-hmm. to read. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why it caught on so good. Yeah. You know, if somebody on. presents you with a 13-page Bible or the regular one, you're like, give me the 13-page. I don't care right. if that guy's mean. Farm Jesus for dummies. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it was short. It was it was written on paper. It was notebook paper. She college ruled? College ruled paper. And she had okay. it. It was, a, it was a journal that she had from... When she was younger and uh, she, she, she knew the stories from what she had been told. So she wrote down what she had learned. Mm. And basically that was, those were the stories that we learned. And uh, oh. Jesus, he was an asshole, man. I love that guy. He's funny though. Okay. Funny. Okay. Well, well you got to really appreciate us and charming, yeah. but he was an yeah. asshole. Mm. Oh, I he think I've dated farm Jesus. Right. He'd eat the bread and then he'd be like, uh, and you'd be like farm Jesus. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, Ugh. but it's kind of like a sitcom feel. Yeah. A lot of times how it was. 
It's just, it, it sounds like the fans a little bit. No. Well, just don't you dare compare Farm Jesus to Arthur Fonzarelli. The Fonz would never eat in front of you. He would remember what he did for, for Shortcake when they did the dance a thon and he almost had to get a crew cut and he danced until his legs almost fell right off. Oh, well, maybe this is like, um, did they ever do on that show Happier Days where the, did he ever have an evil twin come to town? Because that's oh. what Farm Jesus sounds like, you know, with yeah. his little jacket and his hairdo. I can totally see it. I can totally a see it. The doppelganger. The doppelganger. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, Farm Jesus was depicted as, yeah, he would kind of look like a lot like Kid Rock. Um, oh, oh, that ends up, actually. A lot yeah, of time that's, my grandma, yeah, right she time. would cut out Kid Rock from a magazine. She would just put that. She Sometimes oh. she would put that, you know, in different places. That was our, you know, because we looked enough like it. You don't get a photo back then. That was over yeah. 800 years ago. Yeah. So this is modern day Farm Jesus. It must have been right around the time where he sang that Bawataba song. Right. Yeah, ba- I, I, I don't know that song. Yeah, what's the Bawat? What is it? Remember that one that was like Bawataba, the bag, the bag, diggy, diggy, diggy. That one. Oh, yeah, yeah Kiko. She, Kiko, do you know that one? I do know Did that. Did your song. grandma? Yeah. yeah. My Did grandma, grandma loves that it? song. My grandma loves that song. Yeah, that's it. That that was. I, mean, I don't know. If you want to. It's not a gospel song, but it was like you know. Well, it's, fun to, it's just fun. It's fun to imagine Farm Jesus singing a song like that. Oh. You know what I mean? If you just think about it, like it's kind of fun. So I mean, yeah. that's what I would do. But no, my grandma liked Kid Rock. I think she just thought it was he was handsome, oh, and I think she just kind of she, she her. yeah she loved she mm-hmm. loved she loved uh, young sexy guys like that. So did she have a thing for hats for, for bad hats? Yeah, she loved bad hats, and she mm-hmm. loved she loved bandanas. Yeah, yeah wristbands, yeah, yeah. wristbands. Mm-hmm. Oh, she loved the leather wristband. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, white tank tops and studded belts. God bless her. Oh. Well, you know, I just want to say this, Kiko. You know, afterwards, it's much easier to be friends with you when you're not on your retreat. You know, like when you're not on the land, that's that's whether it's in Peru, because we won't be going there or whether it's, you know, where we were. So it's like it's much easier to be friends with you when you aren't in charge, when it's just a level playing field, which we had to level ourselves. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? But so, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's like when you go visit somebody at work and it's a different version of of that person. So we're so happy that we got to know the real you, because the real you is a very talented disc jockey with, you know, I'll just say it. I'm not, I'm unsure of your politics and let's never get into it, but ever, but please don't never, ever, but you know, so, but there is a heart of gold in there somewhere, or at least it's fool's gold and it's in there. Thank you. And I, I, I totally feel that with y'all. I, I honestly did, well, didn't know what to expect. I, I was afraid, like a lot of times people will invite me on to shows like this and they'll confront me with a bunch of accusations about things oh, that I've sure. done or what, you know, and it, and I, that's not the best. And this was not like mm-hmm. that. This no. was absolutely the opposite of that. This was I was like, just going to say, yeah, it's almost the opposite of it. Yeah. If mm-hmm. that's a confrontation, this was like a, a, a French confrontation. Oh, a French rotation. Oh, yeah. You. you know, and I think sometimes, you know, you're a good example, like Meg said. We're not going to talk about every single thing. No. No. But we, we can talk about all the good things, all the mm-hmm. good things, all the ways in which you, you've improved our life. You know, I, the doctor told me, you know, when I recovered, uh, he said, you're hardy. You got hardier by being so sick. Like your cells are going to remember this forever, you know, because of the mm-hmm. trauma. And and it, it's making you a little bit stronger. And that's how I feel about a relationship. You're a, you're a, a, a shocking jack and you're, you make all the sounds and the whole thing. And mm-hmm. on paper, you know, I'd say, what do we have in common? But in person and being your friend, it really, truly... Uh, 
again, you, you're different than me and it makes us better. Appreciate that. I think we should, we can all just, you know, we can all get along. I mean, it's just like all of us have grown up in, all of us have grown up in similar places. All of us have grown up in, in, in my opinion, a house. That's how I view it. Okay. And if you grew up in a house, then we can get along because you had hmm. a roof over your head. We got something to talk about. Oh, okay. right? yeah. I never heard it well, like that. Yeah. Me neither. And, you know, some people don't have the benefit of that, um, but we could still also get along with those people because they're, they're still people. I just want to just, I'm just saying that I know, you know, that Kiko, I'm just saying that, you know, if you, if you heard that and you, th- and you thought people who don't have a roof over their head on people, then you can see yourself out of this podcast, but I know that's not what you were saying, Kiko. That is nuts. Well, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, let's, let's never, yeah, let's yeah, never, yeah, let's let's yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I got yeah, to yeah. tell you, it's it's getting to be that time, and I uh, mm-hmm. I know that um, we're all looking forward here to the um, mantra, and so uh, if everyone's ready, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Brought to you by Carol Doyle, the patron saint and poet laureate of this podcast. The mantra for this week is: anticipation is when your siblings start seeing someone, and you know more nieces, nephews, and nibblings are coming. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That is really uh, good. That's uh, actually genius. Yeah, Kiko, can you believe it? This is just coming out of her. uh, I don't know. She seems like, what do you call it when when the Lord speaks through you? You know, like it's just coming through. Oh, she's just her tongues. Yeah. Oh, she's possessed. She's speaking in tongues and she's speaking in ant tongues. It's a good one. (laughs) She's like ant tongues. She's like an evangelical minister for like aunts and uncles. Like she is like. Yeah. Send her Real your money. One. She'd love it. Send her a, send her an envelope with two dollar a two dollar bill in it. Oh, that would blow her hair. Oh, back. she would love that. She'd she would love, love that. Now, can you read that one more time? Because I, 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 you know, we've said we have said the phrase anticipation, but I don't think we fully recognize the impact it had. Sure. On, yeah, on society. Go ahead, say that again. Anticipation is when your siblings start seeing someone, and you know more nieces, nephews, and nibblings are coming. Uh, now I can tell you for a fact, my sisters have never thought that about any one person I've dated, okay. but I bet other people have. Right, right. You get that. Oh boy, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, then that's disappointment. That's oh my god, disappoint, disappointment. Yeah. Okay, oh my Kiko, gosh. you're hired. Oh my god, that's wonderful. Oh, Kiko, Kiko, can you do a can you do a sound a boob sound for disappointment? Oh, wow. That feels familiar because one time someone tried to do that boob boat on me and it ended so abruptly. They they thought of something sad while they were doing it. Oh, hey, they're both Mm. going the right way. We're going to put that on a shirt. They're both going the right way. (laughs) Yep. And you don't even, and never say thanks, Terry, again, because now I'm concerned about who Terry is. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I won't. Well, it's just been a thin slice, Uncle Kiko. I got to tell you. It's been a pleasure and a a, a half. And uh, I got to say, this this, this has been one of the most warm, uh, you know, welcoming environments I've ever set my my, uh, ears into. I bet. I bet Uh, this feels different. It does. A lot yeah. of people trying to take it a task. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And you know what? On another day, that could be us, but today it's not. Well, I'm yeah. very grateful for that because I am oh. very prepared for to, to counterpoint all those, you know, but we don't want to get into that. Nope. Sure don't. Well, I think I just want to say this. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see your very handsome face. It's always a pleasure, Pat, to see your beautiful face. I love you both so much. And I hope you all have everybody listening. Um, We'll have just had a very happy Thanksgiving, I hope, if that's your thing. If it's not, then um, I hope you found a way to celebrate your life and to be happy with family and friends. And if Mm -hmm. that's not your thing, Mm -hmm. I hope you had a nice week. 
I hope you got your ham. If you're still standing in yeah. line, just let it go. Yeah. Uh, well, love you, Kiko. Love you, Pat. Love you, love Megs. You, love you guys, too. All right. Thank you for listening to Those Who Ant. Your Aunt Pat is Colleen Doyle and Auntie Megs is Dana Cosioli. The wonderful Nico Carter is your Uncle Kiko. You can see Nico on Chicago Med. He's the creator of the Juice Box in Chicago. And check out whatthegifgame.com. Cards Against Humanity for people who hate Cards Against Humanity. It's an online party game. Also, you can follow Nico at Twitter at RealNicoCarter. Our music is by The Cues, and you can find The Cues music on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Get vaccinated. Get boosted. Wear your mask. And for God's sake, call your aunts.